Okay, so we'd like to welcome you to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 24th, 2008. And in this part, this is probably going to be at least one part, if not two, we're going to be talking about Barack Hussein Obama, the current leading um, Democratic delegate uh, in the race against Hillary Clinton. Hillary, sorry, Hillary Clinton. Now, Barack Hussein Obama is an African-American and was by birth and blood a Muslim for at least 27 years. A lot of people don't know this. His politics are rooted in Marxism and socialism. And we're going to prove this. This isn't something that, that is opinion. This is something that's verifiable very easily. Now, he is a master at shaping his own mythology and is completely, uniquely unqualified to be commander-in-chief. Now, personally, as I've said before, the voting in this country is pretty much all predetermined. Um, and we've covered that in other, other uh, issues. If you doubt that, go to either votescam.org or blackboxvoting.org or do keyword searches for those. And you'll have all the proof that you need to understand that the, particularly the electronic voting system is so unbelievably easily rigged. Um, and in my, one of my last uh, newsletters I just put out, I had a whole thing on Diebold, the voting, and, and all the corrupt uh, things that go along with that particular company. They're the ones that own most of the electronic voting machines. Now, Illinois Senator Obama uh, originally basically came out of nowhere to contend for this presidency. This is an excerpt from Cutting Edge, and they said, I learned a, a valuable lesson from Jimmy Carter. Just about one year before he won the presidential nomination from a Democratic Party, Carter was virtually unknown to the American public at large. Yet, he had the Illuminati muscle and money behind him, because that's all that really matters. They're the ones that really determine, yes, God permits it to happen, but they're the ones that actually decide this and predetermine this far ahead of time. Um, the President Carter had the Illuminati muscle and money behind him, plus a professional media savvy. And he received all news played he needed on TV, newspapers, magazines, and interviews in order to jump to the lead of the pack. Now, we're going to talk about this more. The lesson I learned from Jimmy Carter is simple. Whenever you see an unknown person coming out of nowhere to receive huge press and start winning elections, you may know for certain he or she is backed amply by the Illuminati. Additionally, you may know that this person has a most important role to play in the future plans. Barack Obama is just that kind of coming-out-of-nowhere type of person. <coughs> Elected as senator from the state of Illinois in November of 2004, Obama is now the fifth African-American senator in U.S. history, and he is the only African-American presently serving in the U.S. Senate according to Wikipedia, encyclopedia, during the 2004 campaign, Obama delivered the keynote speech at the 2004 Democratic Convention. This guy hasn't been around a long time. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's the front runner in the Democratic part. Now let's look at a little bit at Senator Obama's ties to the occult. Okay, so let's establish this as a foundation before we go further. Uh, one advisor... Uh, this article is also from Cutting Edge, and it's entitled, Senator Obama has strong ties to the Illuminati. Communist Illuminati at that. One advisor of Senator Obama is a member of the Skull and Bones, while the other one is, a, is one of the founders of the infamous Trilateral Commission. 
two of his advisors. That's their pedigree. Proof positive that no candidate gets elevated to the high post of president unless they have sold out to the Illuminati. Now, obviously, he hasn't been elected president yet at this point, but by the day, it seems to be coming more and more pointing to that direction. We're going to talk a lot more about that. Truly, there's not one whit of difference between a Republican or a Democrat in the parties. Again, this is the Hegelian dialectic. They create the two parties, Democrat and Republican, and then they can determine which one, and then they have all these supposed infighting among themselves, and then fighting between themselves, and it's all done for our benefit, to get our eyes off what's really important. Things like the Word of God, things like, you know, all the things that we mention in these teachings. Obama is taking advice from a powerful Trilateral Commission member who believes Marxism, quote, represents a further vital and creative stage in the maturing of man's universal vision, end of quote. Now, can you believe this? If this is the change, is this the change to which Obama is referring? The senator leaked to the forefront of the Democratic presidential primary in Iowa by continually shouting to his eager audience that he is, quote, an agent of change. End of quote. Hillary Clinton took a slightly different tack. While admitting that Obama has proven that people want change, she said that she alone possessed the experience needed to make such a change occur. Her implication seemed to be that if Senator Obama was her running mate, she could use her experience as a tool by which to implement his good ideas for change. Boy, that's a scary thought. That is really... See, I don't want Hillary. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I just believe she is the most wicked of the bunch. I, I know they're, they're wicked, okay? The, the, the primary people running. But I believe she is the most wicked. And granted, I know the Illuminati is in charge in these types of things, but there's just something about her that, you know, I can't imagine. But can you imagine if, let's say, Obama is the one that actually wins, and he has her as his running partner, as vice president. Oh, man. And we're going to look at this in totality more now. Um, but is, is Obama really an agent of change? Or is he simply another establishment candidate secretly beholden to the forces and the plans of the Illuminati? Well, obviously is, but let's look at the facts. This is a news brief entitled, um, Obama, Obama Economic Controller is Stolen Bones member, Austin the Ghoul Goolsby. Now, what a great nickname, the Ghoul. He is a Skull and Bones member, this uh, Obama's economic controller from Yale of 1991. See, in order to be Skull and Boneser, like President Bush um, and his dad and these types of people, and John Kerry, in, in order to be a Skull and Boneser, you got to go to Yale. Okay? So... This, is, this article is from 24208. It's by a guy named Webster Tarp, Tarpley. Uh, this is from Washington, D.C., where this story broke. But Barack Obama's top economic advisor is a member of the super-secret Skull and Bones Society of Yale University, of which George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, John Kerry are also members. By adding the infamous Skull and Bones secret society to his campaign roster, Obama who bills himself as the candidate of change and hope, has attained a perfect trifecta of the archegolical and financier establishment backing for his attempt to seize the nomination of the Democratic 
party for 2008. We have confirmed from other sources that Austin Goolsby is Skull and Bones. We've, we've confirmed this from the Wikipedia Online Encyclopedia, the Class of 1991 list of Skull and Bones members, and also from the OSDIR Mail Archive of New Known Bonesman Members from 1986 to 2006. So this isn't their opinion. They're backing this up. Therefore, even if President, even as the President Bush, who is a Skull and Bones member of 1968, uh, if he walks off the world stage in January of 2000 and, 2009, and, I, and I, they say if there, because if he institutes martial law, he's not going anywhere. Um, Senator Obama, unless God brings him out, in other words, Senator Obama will be bringing in another Skull and Bones adept onto the world scene. Whether Obama will be president or vice president, the power and influence of the infamous Brotherhood of Death Society will continue to propel the world into the new world order. Now let us return to the featured article to see an equally sinister Illuminati connection to Senator Obama. Obama's main overall image advisor and foreign policy advisor is Zig, Zignu Brzezinski, the co-founder of David Rockefeller's Trilateral Commission. <laughs> oh, this is great, you know, what more could you ask for? And he's also the mastermind of the disastrous Carter administration. This is referenced, everything I'm reading you here, essentially, where I'm quoting from things. And then it says, it is difficult to imagine a more horrific uh, scenario than Zygmunt Brzezinski helping to set Barack Obama into place, first as senator, and then as a presidential candidate. As the segment above correctly states, Zygmunt Brzezinski was instrumental in choosing Jimmy Carter to run as president and then to be his chief advisor. Uh, Brzezinski was one of the major reasons the Carter administration put America through four years of unmitigated H-E-L-L. We wrote about this union of Jimmy Carter and Brzezinski in the article entitled, quote, Freemasons pay tribute to Billy Graham as their great friend. Uh, this is news article 1742, so if you want to do a search for that on Cutting Edge, go up there, they have a search engine, and you do a search for news... 1742, you can read the whole article. Now, in order to get access to these articles, you have to be a member. And I think it's like $25 a year. I've been doing it for a long time. I, granted, I don't agree with every single thing Cutting Edge stands for. They don't take a stand on the King James Bible um, in the same way I do at, at all. But um, there's some other things I don't quite... But then again, you're never going to have that. You're never going to have any ministry that you're going to agree with everything about. And what I say when people email me and they'll say, yeah, but this minute you recommended this ministry and they say this. Well, they may have some niche doctrine I don't agree with. I can't be responsible or held accountable. If that was the case, you can't go anywhere. There's going to be a lot of things they disagree with me on. So what I say is get educated and glean from the better ministries. Cutting Edge has a wealth of information to garner and glean from. Okay, most The vast majority of what they put out I do agree with. And I'm personal friends with David Bay. So, granted, I don't agree with a lot of the other things, but David Bay has always been an absolute, total gentleman with me in regard to dealing with these issues. Okay, so, you know, anyway, I just felt like I should say that. Um, so it's difficult, uh, we already read that part. Carter also belonged to the, quote, Better World Society. Um... As already mentioned, the Council of Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. Carter belonged to all these, Jimmy Carter. 
these groups are working for one world government. As President Carter filled his cabinet with CFR members, Council of Foreign Relations members, his National Security Advisor, Brzezinski, was both a CFR and a TC Trilateral Commission member. In fact, Brzezinski was the founding director of the Trilateral Commission. In his book, in his book Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technetronic Era, Brzezinski wrote, quote, Marxism represents a further vital and creative stage in the maturing of man's universal vision. Oh, that sounds pretty New Age One World Government-y. And then he goes on to say, Marxism is simultaneously a victory of the external active man over the inner passive man and a victory of reason over belief. I feel like getting into a lotus position and contemplating my inner child right now. I mean, my word. What is this New Age drivel? And then, he goes on to state, the nation state is gradually yielding its sovereignty. Further progress will require Amer greater American sacrifices. Oh, that's what they always will say. We have to yield. As if we already haven't yielded enough. And we're going to have to make sacrifices, as President Bush says as Americans. And then he says more intensive effort, efforts are, are due. More intensive efforts to shape a new world monetary structure. What's that? Well, first we had the Euro, the European currency. Now we're going to have the Amero, and then we're going to have a one world currency. Okay? So, he says further intensive efforts to shape a new world monetary structure will have to be undertaken with some consequent risk to present favorable American position. And this whole thing is quoted. It gives the whole thing here, but I'm not going to read it. Um, it's pretty long. Now, can you believe that Senator Obama is being guided by a man who found the Trilateral Commission and who believes Marxism represents the further vital and creative stage in the maturing of man's universal vision? Wow. This is understanding... This new understanding is incredible. Not only will Obama's new change ideas be socialist to the core, they will also be Marxist to the core. These are evil, evil, both philosophical and political tenets and philosophies. Evil. Of course, Hillary is also Marxist through and through, and as her universal health care and her universal education demonstrate. And she wrote that book, It Takes a Village, so, please, don't think that, that I'm, like, getting on Obama today because I want Hillary to win. I, I'm sorry, but anybody, but I do not want Hillary in there. I just, personally, from a personal standpoint, I just can't stand the thought of it. But anyway, um, not to say that he's going to ultimately be any better, okay? But we need to expose this type of stuff. I've said a lot of stuff about Hillary, or Hitlery, in previous uh, teachings. I haven't really keyed on Obama um, that much. Or I affectionately call him Osama bin Bama, as he was a Muslim for 27 years. So anyway, um, we have to make light a little bit here. And so if we go further, it says that... Um, now you can understand why President Carter's administration put this country through the economic turmoil. He and Brzezinski were pursuing Marxist ideals. When we learned that Mike Huckabee was depending upon CFR President Richard Hayes for his foreign policy advice, and has addressed the CFR membership, meaning Council of Foreign Relations, and has written an article in their flagship magazine, we rightly concluded that the former Arkansas governor, governor was under the control of the Illuminati. He's also real good buddy-buddies with Kenneth Copeland, one of the most satanic televangelists that there are. Uh, we, now we learn that Senator Obama has close advisors from the Skull and Bones, 
and the CFR, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberger sources, we can clearly see that this senator from Illinois is just as a, quote, establishment as Bill and Hillary Clinton and President Bush. Once again, the gullible American people are being lied to in a huge way, with very few star-eyed star people ever understanding how they're being so terribly deceived. Adolf Hitler was exactly correct when he said, quote, what luck for rulers that people do not think, end of quote. For the most part, he's right. And his, and his chief propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels, basically you know, said the bigger the lie you tell, the more apt they are to, to believe it. So, this is, this is what we're facing here. Now see, Hillary has had, all the way going back to before Bill was even president, to be demonized. There's been so much documentation about how evil this woman is. For years and years and years and years, okay? Whereas Obama, you don't have that. Okay, so this makes it a little easier, I believe, for them to maybe put this guy to where he's at. Just like Carter. Now, this next article uh, is from a news brief from Why is Obama Obama's Evil in Rick Warren's Pulpit? Did you know Obama spoke at Rick Warren's church? This is from Town Hall News. 1222 of 06. So this happened, you know, 122206. Now Rick Warren is also a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. He is an admitted member. He is the New World Order Emerging Church Kingpin. He's going to be absolutely 100% pointed to the Antichrist, guaranteed. And we've done several teachings where we've covered him. The problem is with Rick Warren is he's got his little slimy fingers into so many things that it would be almost impossible to do a thorough study on him because he's doing so much all the time where he's selling out further and further and further. You would have to continually keep updating the teaching. It would probably be, for me to do a thorough teaching on Rick Warren, at least two weeks, three-hour sessions. It's the only way it could probably really be done to cover everything thoroughly. So, he's kind of a hard little rascal to keep up with, as far as all his demonic things he's in, into. Now, Rick Warren is the best-selling author of The Purpose Driven Life, the senior teaching pastor at Saddleback Church in California, and has also invited Barack Obama to speak to the congregation of the faithful. Oh, yes, Rick Warren's faithful. On December 1st, 2006. Now, this was a ways back, December 1st, 2006. In doing so, he has joined himself with one of the smoothest politicians of our times, and also one whose wickedness in the worldview contradicts nearly every tenet of the Christian faith that Warren supposedly professes. Of course, he doesn't even profess that, as far as I'm concerned. Why would Warren marry the moral equivalency of his pulpit to the inhumane, sick, and sinister evil that Obama has worked for as a legislator? Well, at least Obama's honest. Rick Warren's a wolf in sheep's clothing. In my eyes, I believe Rick Warren's much more of an abomination in God's eyes than Obama is. Now, this is quite a charge, so it is with great interest that we continue with this article. Quote, Warren is ready to turn over the spiritual mantle to a, to a man who represents the views of Satan at worst, or progressive anti-God liberals at best, in most of his public positions on the greatest moral tests of our time. Barack Obama has a long history of defying the intended morality of Scripture. As a state legislator, he actively worked to preserve the availability of abortion in all nine months of pregnancy. He opposed parental notification 
like if a girl gets pregnant. No, no, no. Don't don't warn the don't tell the parents. Now you have to in the public school system have essentially like a note from either your parents or your doctor to take a particular medica medication. But no, no, no. If a girl gets pregnant, which is like the most you know, which is a medical procedure if they get an abortion. No, no, no. We don't have to have parental notification for that. But they do to take an aspirin. This is the hypocrisy that we live in. He opposed any and all bans on partial birth abortion, an act that includes the delivery of the baby up to the head and then crushing of its, of its brains and suctioning out the brain matter in the birth canal while they're being born. This is a viable baby into the ninth month. How sick. How sick. It doesn't get any worse than that. But he... He opposed any and all bans on partial birth abortion. In his run for the U.S. Senate, Obama even asked his wife to pen a letter to Illinois voters that reassured them of his commitment to fighting for the right to butcher children in the womb. This is, this is good old Osama bin Bomber. Okay? Now, I'm not saying Hitler is better. The Bible says to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them, to expose them, to shed light on them. Well, that's what we're doing. People need to know about this guy. Cutting Edge has already reported that Senator Obama is dedicated is a dedicated pro-abortionist in the mold of Bill Clinton. Therefore, it is shocking that he would be asked to speak from the pulpit of an evangelical church. Well, it's not really shocking to me, but it should be. However, remember that this is not just an evangelical church, but this church, which receives its funding and guidance from a luminous Peter Drucker, which uses many modern Bible translations, um, including the Message Translation, which translates some passages according to the occult tradition. Now, we're going to read a quote here. This is pretty unbelievable. Um, but this church also has as one of its members, Rupert Murdoch, and we talked about this before. Rick Warren is Rupert Murdoch's supposed pastor. Rick Warren, the mass, mass media mogul who owns probably more media than anybody on the planet, who's also a mass uh, distributor of hardcore pornography. Rupert Murdoch, who's referred to as the great Satan in media circles. Well, Rick Warren doesn't do anything with him. Hey, Rupert Murdoch, through his, through his parent company, HarperCollins, and, and then the subsidiary Zonderfan, which has the, the rights to the NIV, they also published the, published the Satanic Bible. Rupert Murdoch published several of um, Rick Warren's books. Rick Warren is as big of a devil slime ball as you could get. Period. He is an abomination and a stench in God's nostrils. Everything that this man essentially stands for. Because even things that he stands for that are good, it's just a front. That's all it is. The Bible says to mark them, which, which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. That's what we're doing today. We're marking them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own desires, their own carnal flesh. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. That's what Rick Warren does, by good words and fair speeches. He deceives the hearts of the simple. The sheeple people. Sorry, but that's basically what they are. That's how they're viewed. <clears throat> that was um, 
Romans uh, 16, verse 17 and 18. We just quoted. Now, this message translation is a good example um, in, in regard to this message translation. This is one of the Bibles that they, um, that they would espouse. Let's, let's do the Lord's Prayer in the message translation. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Matthew 6, verse 9 and 15. Now get out your message translation Bibles, everyone. Come on. You should have them. Just kidding. Teasing. If you had one, I'd burn it. I really would. Because I think it's like bringing a curse in your house. Like a cursed object. Did you? Yeah. I'll, now follow along with your King James Bible. Okay. Rome, Matthew 6, verse 9 through 15. Here we go. This is the message translation used by Rick Warren. Our Father in Heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. <laughs> oh, man! Now, a lot of you didn't get the last verse. I'm going to elaborate on that last verse. As above, so below. Uh, that's quoted from Deceived... Oh, it's quoted from the Bible, but there's a book that, that gets into this. It's quoted. It's called Deceived on Purpose, The New Age Implications of the Purpose-Driven Church by Warren Smith. That's page 29. If you, if you want to know more about this, get that book, because he's got a couple, and he's, he's the man when it comes to documenting this stuff. Now, the thing about, in today's day and age that we live, it's so easy to document this stuff and to expose it, because they're so flagrant anymore. It's made my job pretty easy. I wish I didn't have to do this, but unfortunately it's, it's out there and it needs to be exposed. Now, the King, the King James Version translates the last segment as in earth as, it, uh, in earth as it is in heaven. Okay, They say, as above, so below. Now, the term as above, so below is one of the deepest, most significant satanic doctrines in the world. Its main meaning is that when, while God rules the heavens, Satan rules the underworld. Both, but both are gods, and both are equal but opposite. That's what like the Luciferians and these type of people believe. They're equal but opposite to each other. There are many other minor meanings, but this is this one is the most important. Therefore, Rick Warren's church is teaching many of the tenets of Luciferianism, as above, so below. If you ever if you ever driving around and. Um, uh, one of the things that witches will always say when they when they when they depart from a meeting, sometimes they'll say as above, so below. Sometimes they will also say blessed be. That's a way that they part, and you'll see sometimes people have bumper stickers that say blessed be. Um, that's another witchcraft symbology. But see, hardcore high level Luciferians don't have bumper stickers like that. <laughs> they don't, those are the, if you see that a bumper sticker on somebody's car generally that's, that's if it's a Satanist or if it's Luciferian they're at a lower level they, they're, they're not quite keen into the fact that if you're like that you want to be a cockroach and you want to be in darkness and you don't want to go out and expose yourself you know that's how Satan likes to operate <clears throat> now why then should we be shocked that Warren has invited Senator Obama into his pulpit even though Obama represents the antithesis of Christian doctrine so does Rick Warren's so um, and but so does Rick Warren's purpose-driven church. Now let us return to our feature story to, to learn more about Senator Obama, who is being groomed by the Illuminati for the special role in the 2008 elections. Barack Obama. Now this is way back. This is like a year and a half ago. Um, <clears throat> Barack Obama has long supported the advance of the radical 
homosexual activist lobbyist in their pursuit to destroy the traditional marriage. Why does that? That shouldn't surprise you. If he's that pro-abortion, that rabidly pro-abortion, well then, or pro-death, really is what it should be called, this is the next logical thing you'll see. Homosexuality. Now, what are the two things in the Bible that brings on God's severest judgment? Killing your children, offering them whatever form of child sacrifice, whether it's abortion, to the God of self, oh, it's just not convenient for me, I need to, or we don't have the money to raise them, or or whatever, or whether you go back in ancient times where they actually, or, or even modern day times where, where um, Satanists will actually get impregnated, and they'll offer these children to Satan. In the old times it was to Moloch, Chemosh, these types of entities. Either way, I believe it's pretty much the same in the Lord's eyes. And the other thing that always brings on severe judgment is homosexuality. Just look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? If you look in Scripture, particularly the Old Testament, these are the things that always bring on God and precipitates God's main judgment. This man is as far supporting those issues as you could pretty much be. He supported the creation of, quote, special rights for people who engage in homosexuality for the sole purpose of putting them at the front of the line on issues of employment, housing, and litigation. Can you imagine what it would be like if this devil gets into office, or Hillary? I'm not saying it's going to be great either way, okay? Ron Paul is an afterthought at this point. They don't even list him. He may be still running, but you know what? They don't even list him. And you know what another thing about Ron Paul? He did nothing to raise a finger when there was that big New Hampshire vote fraud. Nothing. He did nothing. That told me a lot about him. It really did. I haven't said anything up until now, but it really told me a lot about him. Why, of all people who've been shouting about the corruption in government and all these other things, and is well aware of the vote fraud issue, why would he do nothing in New Hampshire? Up until that point, he was, he was I mean, a lot of polls had him leading certain things. But in New Hampshire, it all stopped. That was, the la- that was one of the last ones, uh, well, I don't know if it was one of the last ones, but Hillary won that one, and it was absolutely, totally determined there was vote fraud present. I just got an email last night that confirmed it again on the recounts. And he did nothing. He said, no, no, it's, it, we believe it's been fair. All these patriots pouring all these millions of dollars of money into the Ron Paul campaign, knowing that this is all predetermined, especially if we keep the rigged voting system. See, I went to, I went to a meeting, uh, a We the People meeting in my area. And this is a, a group that, that um, supports tax honesty and these types of things. They're big, big time supporters of Ron Paul. And I said to them, I, I made an announcement. I said, hey, listen, you can jump up and down. You can give all your money to Ron Paul all you want. But unless you address the rigged voting, it's a moot point. You're wasting your money. All these millions and millions of dollars that have been collected and put toward the Ron Paul campaign is money wasted. I believe, you know, he's still in the campaign. He's not even on the radar screen, though. He couldn't win if he tried. He's probably just trying to use up the rest of the money. His role was predetermined. I believe that. Would I like to see him in? Oh, absolutely. If there was one candidate I could see, but you know what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And not to say God's not on the throne, but... I'm telling you, this is a predetermined script. It's scripted. 
The whole thing. We're seeing. They've been scripted for years. The vote scam fraud's been, been proven all the way back to the, to the 70s in Miami. The guy that originally uh, exposed this, Alex Collier, paid for bringing this information out with his life. They killed him. And I believe his son and daughter have carried on his work. But, anyway, if we go further, uh, Obama has also solidly backed the advancement of all hate crimes legislation. Well, hey, think about this. You're pro-abortion to the core. You're pro-homosexual to the core. This is Obama. And he has also backed the advancement of all hate crimes legislation. Man, you can imagine this guy gets in office. The Bible's going to be outlawed. It's going to have to be. It's hate crime speech. King James Bible. All kind of verses in there preaching against men lying with men and women lying with women and that this is a cursed thing and that it defiles the land and that these people are to be destroyed. Now, in Old Testament, I'm not saying we go out now and kill them. But I'm saying Old Testament, it was a death sentence. It was that serious. Well, what's good old Obama going to do with all that? All these hate crimes legislation? Uh, you know, handwriting's on the wall here. Uh, these hate crime legislations are going to be used to ultimately silence clergy who believe, according to their own convictions, that homosexual behavior is wrong and preach so from the biblical text. Barack Obama advocates continued funding of Planned Parenthood, the main force behind the abortion mills, the murder mills, the aborticide mills in America. He advocates funding for Planned Parenthood, clinics in our nation's inner cities, which are performing genocide, against the population of African Americans living there, I mean primarily. It's a primary, it's a, it's a fact that, that most of the abortions are occurring in the African American communities. I remember, you know, I've, I've sat in my car in front of this one abortion clinic in our hometown and prayed, and, and most of the people going in there are African Americans. I, I mean, I'm just telling you what I saw. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm against... Black people, okay, doesn't, I'm just saying, what I saw confirmed this, okay? Barack Obama does not share a view with evangelicals in a belief of moral absolutes. Right or wrong are terms of humor to Obama. All the issues are shades of gray. Obama also pursued mass distribution of condoms. Yeah, hey, I mean, you know, would you expect any different? Now let's go further. I've been seeing a lot of stuff lately about... It's called the Obama Frenzy. Have you rode the wave yet? The Obama Frenzy? Have you bellied up to the bar? To get a drink of the Obama Frenzy? Hey! Just being facetious here, but this is from Friday Church News Notes from the wayoflife.org. It's called the Obama Frenzy. The frenzy surrounding Barack Obama's U.S. presidential campaign is a little foretaste of the mindless passion that will accompany the rise of the Antichrist when he comes on the scene as a man of peace and a Superman problem solver. I said a lot of what I said today. What we've done now is we've established the foundation. This is a wicked devil. Okay, Obama. But what we're seeing here is a foretaste of the mindless passion that will accompany the rise of the Antichrist when he comes on the scene as a man of peace and the Superman problem solver. Speaking in Omaha, Nebraska, Obama said that he and his supporters will, quote, remake the world. Everything that I'm reading to you is referenced. 
at Obama's appearances, women scream and faint, and even hardened reporters and, and movie stars are agog at this man. I'm not making this up. Last night, I was watching the, um, the 11 o'clock news, okay? When it ended, it immediately started into the skit. And it, evidently, I guess it was Saturday Night Live, okay? And it was, and it was Hillary and Obama, they had them dressed up and things, and, and they had this moderator. And that, granted, I'm not telling you to go around and watch a Saturday Night Live. I actually... When it first came on, I wasn't even 100% aware of what it was going on, and then I figured it out pretty quick. But I wanted to see what they were going to do here with this skit. And there was really nothing inappropriate in it, but it had, you know, this guy dressed up like Obama, and it had Hillary there, had a moderator, and then, then there was two other guys asking questions. And, the, 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 and I'm telling you, this is how bad it's becoming and it's, it's, in the last two, three, four weeks, it's like coming, building this fever pitch with this guy. He's won the last, what, 13 primaries straight? Hillary was supposed to win this thing. Now, granted, it's predetermined. But, in this skit, they had Obama there, he's real serious. Hillary's next to him. And the moderator kind of starts out and she says, hey, listen, um, we're going to do this thing, we're going to do this debate, and if, if our unbelievable bias toward Senator Obama, um, we're going to try to contain that because we are all Obamaites. And, and we are, and, I mean, they, they have represented the moderator, everybody in the crowd, and the two other guys, the political analysts, as absolutely being totally starstruck with this guy in this skit. It was a main it was the main tenet of the skit that they were absolutely totally enamored, starstruck, giddy over this guy. And they were the first question that the, one of the political analysts asked him he says, Obama, are you comfortable? Do you need anything? And, and, and Hillary's getting all indignant. And then the next guy asks a question. He says, just a moment ago, a, a political analyst asked you if you're comfortable, if you need anything. And, and I just want to reiterate that. Is there anything we can do for you to make your stay here more comfortable? <laughs> and Obama would give these real short, pointed answers and, and use a lot of things with his fingers and stuff like that. Of course, I'm pretty animated when I talk, too. But, um, And then they had this girl from the audience stand up. And, and she had the shirt on that said, Obama girl. Evidently, this is a thing. They've got whole things up on YouTube now where they're making music videos about this guy and, uh, and they, he's got his whole fan club. And she sang this song to him, something about, you know, can't wait till 2008, I gotta have you now, this type of stuff. Gotta have you in office, this type. And she was absolutely upset. And, and Hillary Clinton interrupted and the moderator said to Hillary Clinton, she said something to the effect of, Senator Clinton, if you ever, ever, ever interrupt Obama girl or anybody talking about, we will personally have you escorted out of the building right now. Is that understood? And Hillary kind of just kind of slinked back. Well, yes, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It was actually, actually it was pretty funny, I gotta admit. I gotta admit. But it proves the point that they are absolutely... And this is not my imagination. There are political correspondents out there that are wearing buttons where they're like, you know what, I may be a news reporter, but I'm sick of being neutral. 
Not with this man. He's different. And they're actually going against what a lot of the mainstream media says where you have to supposedly act neutral even though they're not neutral. You know, fair and balanced, Fox, give me a break. And they're actually going and they're doing this type of thing. It, it was so flagrant. And then every time Obama would speak to moderator, it would flash back on her and she would almost be having like a moment like, like she was going to cry or whatever. The political anal analyst was like, well, he says, you know, I just want to know, if there, is there anything I've done to make you mad? Because, you know, I know that I know that um, I camp out in front of your house every night, and, and I know I've done that. I mean, it was that, it was that bad. It was, it was, it's a skit. This was a skit that was being done on Saturday Night Live, okay? Which, again, I'm not saying go watch. But, it confirmed, I, I was putting this study together last night. <clears throat> and it confirmed every single thing in my study. <clears throat> this is a phenomenon. And we're going to read more about this. It's unbelievable. This man has put a spell over these people. And I mean that literally. What do we have coming on the horizon with the Antichrist? What do you think that's going to be like? It's going to make this look like a... What does it show me? It shows me that one person already has that kind of capability to, 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 for people to do this, for these delusional people. They're worldly and ungodly. It's already there. And he's not even doing the lying signs and wonders. He's not even the Antichrist. Most likely, I don't think he is. I haven't heard anything on Can you imagine when the Antichrist comes with charisma far beyond Obama's? And he's doing the lying signs and wonders on top of that? So, and again, I'm not... Doug just asked me about the 11 o'clock news. I, I'm not telling you I, I go up there and watch 11 o'clock news every night. Every once in a while I do. Lest we be ignorant of Satan's devices. This is what we're talking about here. Lest we be ignorant of Satan's devices. But, and then they have all these catchphrases for Obama. Like, they were asking Hillary if she's had a Barack attack. Like, the Big Mac attack. Of the, of the, a long time ago, this may be outdate some of you that are listening to this, but a long time ago, McDonald's had a campaign called, you know, for their, for their Big Mac. Isn't McDonald's the one that has the Big Mac or Burger King? I don't know. I don't ever, I don't eat a McDonald's. So, um, and they, um, it was called, Have You Had a Big Mac Attack? It was this craving that you had for a Big Mac. Well, now they've got the Barack, like Barack Obama attack, Barack attack. And Obama Palooza is another thing. And then they had a whole bunch of other Obama girls. There's all these other little limerick catchphrases. And the only one they have for Hil Hillary is Hillary. Or Hillbillary. That's another one they have for her. Get it? Hill, Bill, get it? Bill Clinton, Hillbillary. Anyway. But anyway, a little light humor there. So, at Obama's appearances, women scream and faint, and even hardened reporters and Hollywood movie stars are agog. After his appearance at College Park, Maryland, the newspaper said, quote, <clears throat> you can see it in their flushed-faced smiles, and hear it in their screams. He's like a rock star, this guy. He's like Elvis. You know those, those videos they used to show the 50s where the women would scream, and, dude, that's demonic. That is satanic. They're elevating this man to that of a god or an idol. And God will have no idols before him. <clears throat> but the world is ripe for this. They want a savior. They want a savior that's going to tell them what they want to hear. They don't want Jesus Christ. And then it says, and then they say this phenomenon is difficult to describe. 
But once they experience it, they tell their friends, sisters, mothers, and daughters. This is all women. And they come back for more if they can. He has literally got a groupies that you wouldn't believe. Essentially, is what this boils down to. It's like groupies following a rock star. And you think they're not going to be impassionate? If I preach what I'm preaching today in front of them, they'd probably try to tear my eyes out of my head. And I'd rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it says he did not flinch when women screamed as he was in mid-sentence. Because this happens all the time when he's speaking. I'm sure this happens to Bush a lot too. Probably never happened to Bush. But he did not flinch when women screamed as they were in mid-sentence. And even broke off once to answer a female's cry of, quote, I love you, Obama, with a reassuring, what he said back to her is, I love you back. Now, everything I'm reading here is referenced, okay? This comes from different mainstream articles here about this guy. Now, can you imagine, though, this, this report that came out this week about how he had this gay sex tryst with this guy in this limo and they smoked crack cocaine? Did you hear about that? You know, hey, I wouldn't put anything past any of these. Hillary's, Hillary's past is probably way more sordid, okay? But, you know, the bottom line is, is that's not being reported in mainstream media because the mainstream media, just like the Saturday Night Live skit, is presenting him as this wonderful savior, Everything else that's negative about this guy is being suppressed. Everything about all this other stuff. I mean, he was a Muslim for 27 years, and here we are, supposedly the number one threat is against um, the terrorists, who are all Muslim, essentially, most of them. And now he's into Marxism and socialism, he's been into that. We're going we're gonna to document all this in this teaching today. But none of this, have you heard any of this reported on the news? How rabidly pro-abortion he is. I mean, hey, if you're pro-abortion, you'd agree with him. But he, it should at least be told that he is this. I haven't heard anything about this. Or that he is so favoring the pro-homosexual stances. This is, these are things that he's on record for. The other thing that broke with him about this week, who knows? But, Chris Matthews said, about Obama, he said, and I guess, I don't know if he's a reporter, he says, my, my I felt this thrill going up my leg. I mean, I don't have that too often. That was, end of quote, that was from NBC February 12th. Gary Hart said that Obama is the agent of transformation in, in, in the age of, of revolution. That's from the Huffington Post, February 13th. Michael Seisman says, quote, He, Obama, empowers us with words and the authentic emotion behind them, and the people are rushed into the tent to drink the magic water. End of quote. Wow. I mean, where do I sign up? That was from the Huffington Post, February 14th. And then Danny Westneat said, quote, The Obama Palooza is a once-in-a-lifetime spectacle. <laughs> I think they have some they have some hard rock concerts called Lollapalooza or something. That's what the play on words was on that one. So you got to have so you got to be up on the lingo, Lisa, to understand a lot of the stuff. You got to be, you know, with the in-crowd. Like me. <laughs> so anyway, um, then Stanley Crouch, probably Paul Crouch, maybe a relation, I don't know. Just kidding. Stanley Crouch of the New York Daily News called the Obama campaign a, quote, purification ritual. End of quote. Do you believe this? They're not saying this about Hitlery or McCain. 
or Guliani, or he's dropped out. And again, this is a foretaste of what is to come. This just shows you how ripe the world is for the deception that's coming. And again, imagine if he could combine all this charisma with the demonic lying signs and wonders. Oh, you think they're going crazy now. You wonder why the Bible says, how the Bible could say, you know, they that think they do with God's service are going to kill you. They're going to think guys like this are from God. And they're going to think that when they kill you, they're doing God's service. Now, I'm not saying you're going to die. I'm not saying this or that. I'm saying that's what the Bible says. There's going to come a time when it gets that bad. ABC Nightline correspondents David Wright said, quote, politics doesn't even begin to describe it. Now notice, these are supposedly neutral reporters, one after the other, that are saying this. Don't tell me they're not swayed by this guy. It's exactly the phenomenon that Saturday Night Live was trying to convey on this skit. And that is, I'm telling you, that is the phenomenon we're dealing with here. Politics doesn't even begin to describe it. A visit to the Obama rally is a pilgrimage. End of quote. It just sounds like Hitler. This sounds like pre-Nazi Germany, or, or, or the beginnings of Nazi Germany. He was the Messiah figure. He was the Fuhrer. Your allegiance was to Hitler, primarily. He was the God. You worship. Why do you think they had all those pictures of him up everywhere? Why, when all these maniacal rulers get more and more and more power, they got their pictures up everywhere? Like when you go to a lot of these third world countries, they have these pictures of these demonic guys up everywhere. It's called mass brainwashing. And I don't think Hitler had near the charisma of um, good old Barack here. Maybe he did, I don't know. He had the mind control on his side. Christina Witherspoon said that it was like Obama was, quote, inside her head. And, quote, knows what I want, end of quote. Don't you think the devil will meet you at your need if you... That's exactly what's going on here. That was from the Tribune Chronicle, Youngstown, Ohio, February 19th. Listen to this. Actor George Clooney, who's a real famous actor, said, quote, He, meaning Obama, walks into a room, and you want to follow him somewhere, anywhere. End of quote. Actress Holly Berry, another very famous actress, said, quote, I'll do whatever he says to do. I'll collect paper cups off the ground and make his pathway clear. End of quote. I have never, ever, ever heard this said about any other Paul. Have you? This is why I'm doing this report today. Because normally I wouldn't even mess with this because, like I said, this is all a predetermined thing. But I think this is a guy that's a good thing to look at as an overall precursor. You know, to what, what's coming down the pike here. Okay? This is a great, great example. <clears throat> when New Age billionaire Oprah Winfrey introduced Obama, and you know she's backing him, if Oprah's back and that's pretty heavy duty. Um, when she introduced him on December 11th in Columbia, South Carolina, she called him, quote, an evolved leader. End of quote. Evolved. Like an ascended master. And said, quote, we're here to evolve to a higher plane. End of quote. That's exactly what these guys like Maitreya, Benjamin Cream, these ascended masters who are going to be with the Antichrist, this is exactly what they're, they've been channeling through to their followers all along. 
You are gods. Just the same lie that, that, that the serpent told Eve in the Garden of Eden. You are, you're, gonna, you're as gods, or you're going to be as gods, and you're going to become gods, and you're going to evolve to a higher plane. There is no such thing as good and evil. We're, you're going to transcend all of that and become as gods. Because that's what self-centered man wants, I guess. I don't want it. If I was a god, I'd mess up everything. No, I would just rather totally put all my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to Him as a little child. And acknowledge that He is the branch, and I am the vine, and apart from Him, I can do nothing, according to John 15. What was the one thing in Scripture where God didn't say He was pleased very, very many times in Scripture? He doesn't say that very often. One of the times He said He was pleased was when Solomon went to Him. When he was still, before he got yoked up with a thousand different women, and they drew his heart after other gods. But, at, but when he was in the course of building the temple and these types of things, he went to God and he asked, God said, what would, what would you I grant you, essentially? I'm paraphrasing here. But he essentially said, God, if I would know how to govern this people. He says, I'm as a little child. I know not whether to come in or go out. That is, that is the way I pray personally. I go to God and I get on my knees and I say, God, I am as a little child. And I really do feel that way. I'm not just saying this because I think God wants to hear it. As before God, you are as a little child, and I know not whether to come in or go out apart from thee. To this man will I look, to him that is of a contrite and a humble spirit, and trembleth at my word. Isaiah 66. That's who God looks to. That's why he looked to Solomon, because he was a contrite and a humble spirit at that time. And he trembled at his word. And that, thing, that prayer pleased God. It says, because you have not asked for riches and all these other things, but have asked for wisdom to guide this people, I will also give you wisdom and riches. He was the richest man on ever on earth, ever. And he didn't even, he didn't even ask for it. So there's a biblical precedent there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. But that's how we need to go before the Lord. I believe that's the most pleasing way. Now, if you're doing it as a pretense, you don't really mean it, well, <laughs> forgive it. You know? But I'm serious. Get on your knees. Humble yourself as much as you can before the Lord. Seek His mercy. Seek His face. And hopefully in the day of calamity, you'll be hid. Pray these Bible verses. Under the covert of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Pray for protection. There's nothing wrong with that. Pray for His mercy in the times we've got coming ahead of us. I don't think there's a lot of people doing it. I really don't. I want all the mercy I can get. Well, how could you say that? All you do is get up here every week and judge everybody. The Bible says, He who is spiritual judgeth all things. When it says, Judge not lest ye be judged, Jesus was in reference to, in that parable, a man who was a hypocrite. He even says it at the end. Who had a beam in his own eye and was judging the speck in his brothers. That's when you don't judge. But even Jesus Christ said, Judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to appearance, but righteous judgment. We're judging righteously today. We're just quoting things documented things, and we're judging. He who is spiritual judgeth all things. You have to judge. So if we go further, so Oprah said, we're, gonna, we're here to evolve to a higher plane. She said that he is a force for peace. Who could break down everything that divides, including race, politics, and religion. Oh, yeah. You know what? Obama, when you're thrust down to hell, you're going to see that you were just an agent of change for the devil. That's all you ever were. And you probably know that anyway. 
These guys know this at that level. They know exactly what they're doing. They sit back and laugh. Obama's wife said that he is a leader, quote, who's going to touch our souls, end of quote. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly, amen, and even so, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was how they ended this. Um, now, let's go first, further. I got this yesterday. This is from, now this is from, this is not from Christian sources. The rest of what I'm going to be quoting. This is just from mainstream news media that are documenting this guy, okay? So we've got kind of a combination here today. And um, I think I'm going to have to stop here. And let's go to the second part. Third part, I'm sorry. And we'll see you at the third part. Okay, so we'd like to welcome you to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 24th, 2008. And continuing with the last part about um, Barack Obama, we're going to talk about this next part's entitled, Obama Casts His Spell. This is just from recently, February 15th, by a guy named Charles Krauthammer from Washington. And again, these are, these are secular sources, but kind of gives you another dimension of confirmation here in regard to this man. <clears throat> it starts out by saying, there's no better path to success than getting people to buy into a free commodity. Like the genius who figured out how to get people to pay for their water. Just bottle it and sell it. And now, in the most amazing trick of all, a silver-tongued freshman senator has found his way to sell hope. To get it, you, need to, you only need to give him your vote. Barack is getting millions. This kind of sale is hardly new, which is why Obama's campaign has, has the feel of a religious revival with as... Uh, with, as writer James Woolcott observed, a sal salva salvation, salvational fervor. Salvational, like salvation. A salvational fervor and a, quote, idealistic zeal, divorced from any particular policy or cause and chariot-driven by pure euphoria. End of quote. Those are pretty... These are these reporters saying this stuff. I've never heard reporters talk like this. Have you? Now, this is from a secular source here. We're not talking about, you know, somebody that has really an axe to grind. But do you notice all of the, all, all of the, where they talk about the religious revival, and the salvational fervor, idealistic zeal? A lot of these are biblical things you would think of. You know, a, a, the, the particular policy or cause, and chariot driven by pure euphoria? Remember, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9 People that are following Obama are following their heart. That's pure and simple. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 26.28 There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Oh, thank you. Um, Proverbs 14.12 and 16.25 so see, Obama seems right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Okay? Because, obviously, from what we've seen, this man is not of God. In the previous teaching. This is another quote. We are the hope of the future, says Obama. Hope for the future? No, Jesus Christ is the hope for the future. Period. He says, we can, quote, remake this world as it should be. No, you can't. You have no power to do that, devil boy. None. 
Sorry about the interjection there. Believe in me, and I shall redeem not just you, but your country. What blasphemy. Let me read that again. This is what good old Osama bin Bama said. Believe in me. Me. A man. And I shall redeem not just you, but your country. He's a self-proclaimed savior of humanity. Isn't that what he's saying? Remember, Jesus said there's going to be many antichrists that come saying, I am Christ, this and that. He's just about to the point of saying that. Only Jesus Christ can redeem our soul to pay the price of our sin debt through his shed blood. That's the only way. Obama can't redeem nothing. The only thing he can redeem is a coupon. Sorry. And... I'll read this quote in totality. Believe in me and I shall redeem not just you, but your country. Nay, we can become, quote, a hymn that will heal this nation. A hymn? Like a Bible hymn in a Bible? We can become a hymn that will heal this nation, repair this world, and make this time different than all the rest. End of quote. Now, you can see why these women are up there swooning and going... I mean, we got mass mind control going on, just like Hitler had. You got... See, the thing is, is if your eyes were open to an Obama political convention, and you were there, to drink of these magic waters, as this one guy said, or to go to good old Obama-palooza, and it's like this pilgrimage, and this revival, and this salvational fervor, with religious zeal and euphoria. If you were there exposing yourself to this as an unsaved person, you would fall under this spell, guaranteed. That's why I tell you that if you're in one of these televangelist churches, or one of these guys that, that, that you know, are hirelings in wolves in sheep's clothing, don't expect to go to these churches and sit under these men and not be influenced in a demonic way, and not be deluded and deceived. Because if you put yourself under that person, you're subject to the spirits that are governing them and deceiving both them and you. See, this is a spiritual thing. If your eyes were opened at one of good old Obama's political conventions, if you had your third eye open as in the occult saying you could see into the spirit world, you would see devils everywhere. And probably high-level princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness. Because that's where the Bible says our battle's at. The battle's really in the mind and in the heart. That's what you'd see if your eyes were opened. They wouldn't be good angels. <laughs> I guarantee you that. And believe they do. After eight straight victories, and two more in Hawaii Wisconsin, almost certain to follow, I believe that already happened, Obama is near to rendering moot all the post-Super Tuesday fretting about deadlock convention with unelected superdelegates deciding the nominee. It's what I've been seeing. Unless Hillary Clinton can somehow do in Ohio and Texas on March 4th what Rudy, Rudy, Rudy fresh and fruity, Giuliani, proved is almost impossible to do, which is maintain a big state firewall after unrelenting strings of smaller defeats. If they, if she doesn't do that, the superdelegates will flock to Obama. That's what they're absolutely, totally predicting. Interestingly, Obama has been able to win these electoral victories and dazzle crowds in one new jurisdiction after another. Even as his mesmeric power, mesmeric power has begun to arouse skepticism and misgivings among the mainstream media. Why? Well, I, I sure haven't seen that. 
like they portrayed it on Saturday Night Live. That's the way it's going. I don't think I don't, I I believe he gets this nomination. He's going to beat McCain. They've already got him. They've already got him projected to beat McCain already. McCain, I, I I'm sorry, I just don't believe McCain has what they're looking for. Well, yeah. <laughs> the real now this next article is called "The Real Obama" by Ken Blackwell. This was from Thursday, February 14th. Just happened, 2008. I'm just got just a quote from this one. The truth is, is that Mr. Obama is the single most liberal senator in the United States Senate history. That's pretty much saying a mouthful. He's the most single liberal senator in United States Senate history. You think that's up on the news media? No. All you're hearing, you know, about him is gumballs and rice krispie treats. You know, hey, everything's great and wonderful. No bad stuff here. Well, it's because the media is totally controlled. He is more liberal than Ted Kennedy, Bernie Sanders, and Hillary Clinton. As far as his record goes. Never in my life have I seen a presidential frontrunner whose rhetoric is so far removed from his record. Remember the Bible says, by their fruits you shall know them? Well see, his fruits don't bear up under all this fluffy rhetoric that he's espousing from his version of the pulpit. Walter Mondale promised to raise our taxes, and he lost. George McGovern promised military weakness, and he lost. Michael Dukakis promised a liberal d domestic agenda, and he lost. Now, I will add into that it's all been predetermined, but yet Mr. Obama is promising all of those things that we just mentioned, and he's not behind in the polls. Why? Because the press has dealt with him as if he were in a beauty pageant. End of quote. Now, this is a guy who's a secular reporter. And he's one of the few guys probably right now that's speaking out against this, him. You know? I'm telling you, these people are starry-eyed over this guy. They just want to, you know... And all of the biblical analogies they're using to try to, you know, compare him to essentially... Jesus Christ, if you think about it. That's what they're doing. What rank blasphemy? you got a guy that's the most liberal senator in U.S. history who is rapidly pro-abortion and pro-homosexual, rapidly supporting of the hate crimes issues, which are the worst of the worst of the worst issues being compared in many, many ways in a biblical tone. This is another article from Washington correspondent Jeff Elliott, February 9th, 2008. This is called Obama's First Coming. It was certainly 1994 when Nelson Mandela gave a speech in a slum outside of Cape Town and spoke in grand terms of a new beginning and how when he was elected president, every household would have a washing machine. This is South Africa. People took him literally. A few months later, he became South Africa's first black president. That's when the clerks in the department stores in Cape Town had to turn people away, demanding their free washer and dryer. Having spent some time as a reporter in South Africa, watching the, watching the Mandela presidency, I was reminded of that story this week when I traveled with Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama on the campaign trail. How does a cult figure, in the eyes of something akin to a messiah, make the transition to a political front-runner, even president. You see how they're talking about this guy? 
There's no other candidate they're talking about like this. And again, this guy pretty much came out of nowhere. How does a cult figure in the eyes of something akin to a messiah make the transition to a political frontrunner, even president? Where disappointment will soon crush what seemed to be a journey to the promised land. Because he's, he's predicting it's going to be the same deal with Nelson Mandela as it is with Barack Obama, as it is with basically every other president we've had lately. They promise all this stuff and it's all lies. Totally lies. Looking into the faces of more than 16,000 strong crowd in a basketball stadium in Hartford, Connecticut this week. Now this is this reporter saying this. He's looking into the faces of these 16,000 people. The Mandela magic I'd seen before was there too. Black and white in the youth, they all appeared in a state of rapture, a state close to rapture, watching Obama speak. Here and there, one could, be, one could see women crying, and some men were wiping away tears as well. <laughs> Doug, that reminds me of you. you. You'd be there, you'd be bawling. You, you know it. <laughs> so bring your tissues if you go. After more than seven years of the Bush administration, when 70% of the populace think America is on the wrong course, there's little wonder that the hunger for something new is real, and fertile ground to till for a politician. Again, it's the Hegelian dialectic. They create the problem. Oh, it's these bad Republicans. we got to have a change. And he, remember, what is he? He's the agent of change. Not to be confused with Agent Orange, which probably they're more similar. They're both death, and he's death. Anyway, um... But Obama is part politician, part cult. Supporters wearing t-shirts with an Andy Warhol-like pop art image of his face testify to that. And, and they, but they, but then they were once easy to dismiss until people realized Obama's charisma was being matched by one of the most sophisticated ground operations ever seen. See, he's got the money behind him. And the media. When 16,000 people without prompting start shouting some of his keynote phrases as he delivers them, you know something special is going on. You, did you hear that? They're starting to say, he's got these, these basically canned speeches he's saying. Because he can't come up with fresh material at every venue. He's probably got these groupies following him around the country and they're shouting out. His phrases before he's even saying them. Let me rephrase that. When 16,000 people without prompting start shouting some of his keynote phrases as he delivers them, you know some serious mind control, some demonic mind control is going on, is what it should say. This is mind control. Mass mind control. Same kind of stuff you run into with Benny Hinn Crusades and all this other stuff. Hypnotic. The atmosphere at his events is is such that one wonders if Obama is about to walk out with a basket with some loaves and fishes to feed the thousands. Can you believe this rank blasphemy? These are secular reporters saying this. Now this is a guy against him. Because he's saying he's going to be nothing more than Nelson Mandela. All the promises is all a bunch of lies. But yet he's, even, he's saying this. Even his critics are saying this. That's scary stuff. And this next article is Obama's international socialist connections. 
by Cliff Kincaid, February 14, 2008, the AIM column. Campaign workers for Senator and Presidential Candidate Barack Obama are under fire for displaying a flag featuring the communist hero, Xi Guevara. He's one of my favorites, I don't know about you. Sorry, just kidding. But Obama has his own controversial socialist connections. He is, in fact, an associate of the Chicago-based Marxist group with access to millions of labor union dollars and connections to expert political consultants, including a convicted swindler. Obama's socialist backing goes back to at least 1996, when he received the endorsement of the Chicago branch of the Democratic Socialists of America, the DSA, for an Illinois state Senate seat. Later, the Chicago DSA newsletter reported that Obama, as a state senator, showed up to eulogize Saul Mendelson, one of the, quote, champions of Chicago's Democratic left. And a longtime social socialist activist, Obama's stint as a, quote, community organizer in Chicago has gotten some attention. But his relationship with the DSA socialists, who groomed and backed him, has generally been ignored. Which is exactly what you're seeing all through. Everything's being ignored about this guy. Hillary's been demonized for 20 years. But not Obama. Oh no. Not this guy. Blogger Steve Martin, or Steve Barton, who has been following Obama's career and involvement with the Chicago Socialist, has uncovered a fascinating video showing Obama campaigning for openly socialist Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Interestingly, Sanders, who won his seat in 2006, called Obama, quote, one of the great leaders of the United States Senate, end of quote. Even though Obama had only been in the Senate for about two years. In 2007, the National, Journey, National Journal said that Obama had established himself as, quote, the most liberal senator. They're saying this, he's the most liberal. That's who we want at the head of the government. Yeah, most liberal. The DSA, which is this Democratic Socialist of America, I mean, they have socialists in their name. Democratic Socialist of America describes itself as the largest socialist organization in the United States and the principal U.S. affiliate of Socialist International. The Socialist International, or SI, is what is called the consult consultative status is called consultative status with the United Nations. So everything that he's linked up to is pointing back to his ties into the United Nations. He's got the Trilateral Commission, he's got the Skull and Bonesers on his, on his advisory committee. Now his ties go back to this DSA, they totally link up with the United Nations essentially. In other words, it works hand in glove with the world body. The international connection is important and significant because of, of because of an Obama bill, quote, the Global Poverty Act has just been rushed through the Senate Foreign, Commi Foreign Relations Commis Com Committee with the assistance of Democratic Senator Joe Biden, the chairman, and Republican Senator Richard Lugar. The legislation, legislation S-2433, S-2433, commits the U.S. to spending hundreds of billions of dollars more in foreign aid on the rest of the world in order to comply with the Millennium Goals established by the United Nations. This is going on right now. And this is Obama's bill. They call this Obama's bill. Why isn't this all over the news? This is from a secular reporter reporting on this.
And he gives, I mean, this is basically all backed up. And, and he even, even has a thing here. He says, have you called your senators today in regard to this bill, S-2433, to vote no on it? Another group associated with the SI, which is the Socialist International, is the Party of European Socialists, the PSPES, which heard, which heard from Howard Dean, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee back in 2006. Democrats, Dean said, want to be good citizens of the world community. He spoke at a session on the Global Challengers for Progressive Politics. So, SI, Socialist International. Yeah, S24, S2433. Now, if we go to the next article, this is Obama's communist mentor. In his biography of Barack Obama, David Mendel writes about Obama's life as a secret smoker and how he went to great lengths to conceal his habit. But what about Obama's secret political life? It turns out that Obama's childhood mentor, Frank Marshall Davis, was a communist. Now, this is, this is stuff that's well documented. The, the part, the, the, there's a page that I went to, and I'll try to include this link with the documentation. And it was a whole chronology of, of his life. And it had all of the links within the article back to when he was born, actually before he was born, with his grandpa and his dad and all this other stuff. I mean, we're talking, it was mega, mega documented about this guy's life. I mean, childhood going up all the way through it. I didn't have time to get into all that today. I think we've covered kind of the high points here. So, Obama's childhood mentor was Frank Marshall Davis and, and was an absolute devout communist. In his books, Obama admits attending, quote, socialist conferences and coming into contact with Marxist literature. Again, all of this is totally being ignored by the media. Totally. Remember, they're presenting him like he's in a beauty pageant. Which is true. Uh, through Frank Marshall Davis, Obama had an admitted relationship with someone who was publicly identified as a member of the Communist Party in the USA, also known as the CPUSA. The record shows that Obama was in Hawaii from 1971 to 1979, where at some point in time, he developed a close relationship, almost like a son, with Davis, this avowed admitted communist. Listening to his, quote, poetry... Oh, I got nothing like communistic poetry. I mean, hey, a real hallmark moment there. But he listened to his poetry and getting advice on his career path. But Obama, in his book, Dreams from My Father, refers to him repeatedly just as Frank. So Obama had a book called Dreams from My Father, and he refers to him just as Frank. The reason just for just referring to him as as Frank is apparent, as Davis was a known communist who belonged to a party subservient to the Soviet Union. In fact, in, 1951, in the 1951 report of the Commission on Subversive Activities to the Legislature of the Territory of Hawaii identified him as a CPUSA member. What's more, anti-communist congressional committees, including the House Un-American Activities Committee, accused Davis of involvement in several communist front organizations. Obama's communistic connections adds to the mounting public concern about a candidate who has come out of virtually nowhere with a brief U.S. Senate legislative record to become the Democratic Party frontrunner for the U.S. presidency. In the latest Real Clear Politics poll average, Obama beats Republican John McCain by almost four percentage points. And that's the end of the study there. 
So um, I'm going to go ahead and close this out for today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we just praise you and we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I pray, God, that your truth would go forth wherever it's being preached worldwide, Lord, and that thy name would be glorified, that many would be saved as a result, Lord God, of what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed in any way, shape, or form, that you would wipe our slate clean, Lord God. And that, Lord God, I just pray, God, for your protective hand to be upon the body of Christ, the listeners, wherever they may be, I pray, Lord God, that we would be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon the earth. And, Lord God, that you would hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. In the name of Jesus Christ, for there is no hope apart from thee. There is no protection, true protection, apart from you, Lord. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for all your goodness and your mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.